Mr. Diego, que tal? Que hola, mi socio. What's, What's happening? Going What's going on, bro? Uh, nothing, man. Uh, I, I just got back into town, and I heard about your event. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I'm going to tell you about that shit. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about Livewire's new uh, Del Mar. Yep. There's a lot of shit going on with that. Um, we're at this wonderful facility. Yeah. And where do you want to start? Do you, do you want to go by you, order? Or you, you tell me. You, 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 you choose the subject matter, and I'll start... Let, let's uh, let's start off with uh, with with your event. What, what was uh, the event was at the bike shed in downtown LA by the Arts District? How did you come up with that idea? Uh, there was something involved with Guinness, and there was the biggest so, bike so, show. Okay, so let me go through the whole story. So back a few months ago, I get a call from a buddy of mine from Livewire. Says, "Dude, let's do a little ride, you know, because I normally go to their events, and you know, I'll, I'll go along with the rides, you know, and being that so many people know know of me in the Livewire community, Mr. Because, EV. yeah." Because I've you know done a couple of cross countries, done a couple of movies, done some pretty wicked shit on that thing. So he goes, hey, let's just get a bunch of guys together and meet up at the bike shed and do a little ride. I said, okay, but can I invite some other friends? He goes, yeah, invite some other friends. So what became two guys, then became four, became six, became eight, became twelve, and it started just getting bigger and bigger. So all of a sudden he goes, no, dude. Um, I said, is there? Are we okay if we invite other manufacturers? Yeah. He goes, yeah. I mean, so I call my buddies from Energica and go, hey, Energica. So the Energica guys from San Diego came up and they told the president of Energica in the U.S. And he was all down for it. So he told his dealerships around here. Also, and I go, I called the management. Alive, where, hey, I'm planning on doing this. Can you guys help me out with something? He goes, yeah, no problem. We'll get all the support you need. I'll get all the owners to get together. Then I said, I want to call my buddies at Super 73, which are smaller electric bikes, but they're still electric bikes. EVs, yeah. I pitched them on it. I go, dude, I just want to get together. At the end of the day, there is no agenda, there is no for sale price, and there is nothing. It's just a bunch of EV guys who love their bikes, who want to trade stories, who want to see what the other guy is doing. So I tell, I, the way I fix it is cars and coffee, without cars and without coffee. People will show up and just admire somebody else's bike. So it became so that. Then, like EV and water. EV and water, yeah. <laughs> EV and beer if they were at the bike yeah. shed. And I got the Zero guys involved. I got Sondors involved. I got um, uh, Super 73, like I mentioned. Cake was involved. And the work just started sparing like wildfire because there was there has not been an event of that type in this country as of yet. Yeah, a little get together here, the zero guys in the privately, interview, privately, but nothing commercial, nothing. Yeah, at this level. And so I said, you know, what? I'm just going to step it up. I'm going to do a little Eventbrite thing, and I'm going to invest a little money on marketing this Eventbrite event. And I just started seeing those registration, ding, 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 ding. I set aside a thousand tickets, even though I actually would never hold a thousand people. I go, what's the worst that's going to happen? Right. 50, 60, 100 people registered in a month. Holy shit. I'm like, oh shit, this is getting serious. Um, as I did that, then another buddy of mine tells me, hey, have you ever tried doing a Guinness Book of World Records? Because I don't think anybody has. So I obviously contacted Guinness and I said, hey, I'm interested in doing So they tell me to fill out the application. And Guinness is like any and other just business. Just to be clear, you wanted to do, uh, it was recommended because this was the first. Yeah, the first EV. large scale EV by customers. You know, just a bunch right. of guys who like this technology. Which now, in Los Angeles, the whole green movement's huge. It's huge. And everybody's right. documenting everything. We're, we're so, known as the EV capital of the United States is California. So I think LA. the world. Yeah, pretty much. So, and you're, you're living it here in this, in this facility I just gave you a tour from. Um, so... Uh, I called Guinness or I contacted Guinness. I applied and they said, oh, it's going to take us 10 to 12 weeks to evaluate your application. But if you, if you have a pay a thousand bucks, we'll expedite the application. So I went and paid the thousand bucks. Let's see what happens. They didn't come back and says, we... Yeah, you sold a hundred tickets. Well, <laughs> I wish I would have sold. They were all free tickets. But um, at the end of the day, what they wanted is not only the meetup, but also a parade along with it. 
And just for logistical reasons and insurance reasons and liability reasons, I decided, you know what, I'm not going to do it. Thank you very much, Guinness. I'll think about it for next year. So I'm already planning the second one, and it's probably going to be bigger and better. But this one, I'll probably do the parade and try to set the record. But so when, once that happened, you know, I said, okay, let's just get together. And the day of the event, that's crazy. I got here at around 8 o'clock in the morning. Bike Shed opened up their gates at around 9 o'clock in the morning. Literally, as I was pulling into the place, as one of the organizers, I already had a row of five or six bikes behind me. Whoa. I was like, oh, my God. And these guys are supposed to be here for another two or three hours. And little by little, they started trickling. You had the, the light electric vehicle, vehicles. We had monocycles. We had monowheels. We had trikes. We had every single electric motorcycle make and manufacture. Even rare prototypes of bikes that are coming out in the future were shipped over by a company called Horwin, which is a large electric motorcycle manufacturer out of Asia. And Super 73 sent a pre-production prototype of their new C1X motorcycle that is not out until Whoa. next year. People yeah, were able they just, to see they just gave like a one... Yeah. Like half picture, all yeah, darked it, out. Yeah, it, it was there. It's there. It was there for people to touch it. They weren't obviously uh, uh, available to write or sit on it, but the engineers who worked on it were there, yeah. answering questions. Which is, I was like, oh my Wild. god! So, and we all got together. The Energica guys showed up on their beautiful Italian electric bikes, you know, with the all the race logos, and people were just asking questions. What did you do here? What did you do there? It was such an awesome vibe that it was already four o'clock in the afternoon, and people were still there. It was crazy. They were still coming. They were still there. It's, it's coming and they were still there. And we had people bleeding over for the following day asking, hey, is today the event? No, that was yesterday. Oh, man, we missed it. You know, that's what I'm getting, the feedback I'm getting. So the EV movement is now taking, taking traction. Now it's not like a, a bunch of, you know, geeky guys who like tech. Now it's become mainstream because I remember back when I got my live wire in 2019, I would pull up to biker bars. And, you know, the first thing I would say, they would tell me is like, ah, you know, this is not real fucking Harley. This is a piece of shit. It's you never a real bike. Exactly. And now it's like, I hear it's fast. <laughs> so the perception, because EVs and what Tesla's doing to change the mindset of the performance aspect of it has changed so much now that our people are now becoming more open to understand it. Yeah, they may not like it because it doesn't have the exhaust uh, smell or the sound, but now they're... Which I know. think is bullshit in a lot of sense, just because... When people say, oh, when you're riding EV, people don't hear you. Well, let me tell you something. After 20 miles an hour, you don't even hear the exhaust until it passed you. Exactly. You don't even hear the, the Harley. The reaction time is going to be too late. You already knocked the guy down by People the time. hear the Harley after it passes, mm -hmm. but they don't really hear it in the back. Now, the only time they hear it in the back is when it's like 10 miles an hour, and you're like, bomb, 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 bomb. And then that in that case, but most of the time you're averaging 35, 40 miles an hour. So that, so that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, no. So, so it's becoming more uh, prevalent now. We're seeing people accepting it more. And the beauty of EV is that now it's such a simplistic way of creating propulsion or new solutions that new innovative vehicles are coming out that we weren't expecting to see because the gasoline engine was so complicated or so complex to have carburetor, this, that, fluids, and all this other stuff. Now it's like a controller, a battery management system, a battery, and a I, I'm, I'm going to go random with you because I'm random as fuck. But... Um, but my understanding, and I heard rumors, there was electric cars 100 years ago. Well over 100. So the electric vehicle was invented before the gasoline vehicle, and it was marketed towards females because it was clean, it was easy. Not clean in the sense that it was clean environmentally-wise. It was just easier to maintain. She didn't have to go out and crank something crank and get it to it. start and put oil. No, it was just like plug it in, turn on a button, go. So, yes, it's been around. I mean, I can send you some pictures so of... So why does it seem so new now? Why, why does why does it's like, oh, wow. Like, why is it that people... what? 
what was holding it back? Obviously, the fuel companies don't. Exactly. What was holding it? No, no, I, I, I know that, but there's people that don't know that. But obviously, you know, the, the coal and the Rockefellers and all that stuff, there's, it's more profitable for, for, for gas. But why was it accepted now? Like, same thing. There's hydro, but hydro's been around for 30, 40 years. But that's like, don't talk about it. Kill, I, I guess, kill the people. I guess if, you, if I would put my thinking cap on it, back when EV first came out, electric vehicles over 100 years ago, the driving distances that people expected to be around were not more than your local township. You know, so from right. home to town and that's it. Nobody thought, oh, I'm gonna go to New York on my EV or on my gasoline car because at the time, there was no such thing as gasoline stations. The you way couldn't you couldn't even find roads. Exactly. If you had a road, you would connect you to the next town. And in that town, the only way you can refill your vehicle at that time, if you, if you had a gasoline vehicle, was to go to the local hardware store where they sold you the bucket and you would fill up your car. Those were the gas stations back then. So they didn't have that ability. EVs were in the same boat. Electricity was just barely being rolled out through the Edison network, you know, Thomas Edison and that stuff. So once the gasoline movement started kind of taking shape the way we see it. You know, more and more towns came up, more and more hardware started carrying it, more and more mom and pops started carrying the buckets of gasoline. It made that travel a lot easier for these gasoline cars to get around. Electric-wise, there was still a big limitation called batteries. And the right. batteries were still holding people back from it. And even today, the biggest uh, Achilles heel that all electric vehicles have is range. And yes, I know people are sometimes asking for absurd well, things. Well, again, it's not range. It's how long it just takes to get to places. Exactly, because there's a mandatory charge. you stop. range, so, you can go Yeah, I mean, look, look at the new Lucid. It has 521 miles on a single charge. Right. That's pretty much up there with any plug-in hybrid or even three-cylinder car, you know. So uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's that. So for... X amount of years after the initial invention of that, this stuff laid dormant because people just really, really invest the time or effort into developing the battery technology to get us to that level. At modern technology, 1980s, 1990s, 2000, then GM, via government mandates, started investing into some sort of EV research because it was mandated, not because they, they wanted to. And then obviously in the 2000s, that's when Elon said, hey, you know, there's enough technology here now that we can make something that is useful and here's the most, thing, most important thing that I saw, nice looking. Because right. back then when you bought an EV, it wasn't the prettiest thing in the world. And the EV one from GM was kind of a look like an egg with, with four wheels. Uh, the original Nissan Leaf was kind of hokey looking. So and when he started making sexy looking cars like the converted Lotus, and then he came out with that Model S, and then he added technology packages to that, and then he added performance packages to that, boom, that took off. And then obviously battery technology now was at the state that it can take you up to 200 miles on a single charge. Yeah, the charging was an hour, but it took you to 200 miles. Right. And fast forward to today, now you have vehicles that are doing, uh, I'll give you one. I tested a motorcycle that does 80% of its charge in seven minutes. That's amazing. And it does 200 miles on a single charge. That's amazing. That's literally, boom, go out to the bathroom, come back, you're at 80%, so you're back at 160 miles. Go on. So technology is now there. Now it's now getting it to the scale of manufacturing all over the place. So now those prices start going down. And you're starting to see them. I'm, I'm seeing $349 Kia leases for EVs that do 250 miles. Yeah. That was unheard of you know, back five years ago. The only lease you can get, it was a Tesla Model S for $1,000 a month. So with that being said, all this stuff is now taking off. So events like mine 
there's a lot more people now adopting, utilizing, or interested in the technology, and now they're gravitating. It's not only the guys like me who are like forward thinkers or, or kind of pioneers in this industry nowadays that want to kind of push the technology to the limit and showcase it to the world. Now you just put out an APV and tell, hey, everybody, we're putting a get-together. And if you have a circle, a big enough circle of friends, they all come together and they'll share the same belief. Just like you have the Ford guys when they do the Ford meetups, the Chevy guys, or the general muscle car guys. You know, they'll all get together and, hey, what did you do here? Oh, what did you do here? Same thing. Hey, what did you do with your EV? Oh, what did you do here? Oh, what did you do? Oh, carbon fiber, that looks cool. <laughs> so, so you get all those different things now that are making this movement a, 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 a force to reckon with and a movement that's going to have staying power. Because some people are saying, oh, it's fads. I mean, I had the honor and pleasure of meeting a couple of weeks ago with Keanu Reese's uh, business partner at Arch. And he's a big time Petro guy. And he tells me, Diego, but you know it takes, it's, it's as dirty building one of these things because of the minerals you got to mine, the metal you got to afford. And I go, at the end of the day, the battery and the exactly. At the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not pitching that my technology is better than your technology. I'm just pitching the advantages that we have now choices. That right. it's not, we're not limited to a combustion engine. We now have a MeV. If there's a hydrogen and then there's some sort of technology that comes out down the line that we don't know about right now, I'm for it because I like having multiple colors. I like having multiple shapes. I like multiple ways of getting it. Well, you around. like the option. But if exactly. You, but if you put the bullshit aside, you know, I have a Tesla and I have a truck. I haven't driven my truck in months. In a, months. <laughs> so this morning I did an oil change, 160 bucks, 65 bucks oil change. And then I had to put gas hundred and twenty six dollars in gas so just today to get I out over three hundred just to be able to make it out here <laughs> just to make it out here and i'm like god damn like this, i should have just, just jumped on my tesla I just jumped in the tesla and stuff but i, I gotta fix the registration yeah anyways, the whole thing. well i mean and, and that's that's what i'm trying, but that's, but trying that's, to show people is i drive a tesla since 2013. yeah my tesla today has a quarter of a million mile run. i know you told me that's amazing it's two hundred fifty thousand miles and at the time that i bought the tesla elon was desperate on selling his cars. Nobody was buying his cars. I was one of those believers in his technology that he said, if you buy one of my pre-owned certified Teslas, I have a 2013, but I bought it in 2014. He goes, I'll give you lifetime free charging. Okay. Went and bought it. Literally bought my Tesla for 85 grand out the door. Boom. Unlimited free charging. I've taken that car to New York and back multiple times, to Mexico multiple times. I still, it's my daily driver, quarter of a million miles, and I spent zero dollars charging at home i have solar so the sun takes care of it during the day that's insane, and, and during dude. when i'm out on the street i just go to any charging station okay yeah. but that, 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 that's a great that's good for you <laughs> but just to give people an idea i i spent 126 dollars to fill up the truck my tesla gets 400 miles i did a full charge yesterday it was like 27 bucks it's still cheaper right it's way cheaper i i, I mean yeah it's, it's a like convenience of sitting down for half an hour 45 minutes somewhere but yeah no but who cares i i, I use that as productivity time Text, I use that emails, yeah. emails text. Uh, I, I, yesterday I was watching Netflix. Yeah. I was watching a new movie with uh, Jackie Chan and John Cena and stuff. You know, I was like, "All right, cool." It's like it's like a timeout. It's like a meditation almost. I, and I see. I've added, I've added dumbbells in the back too. So if I want to like. <laughs> and that's why when I do cross country EV road tripping, as I do, you know, I did the Cannonball Run or I did the Mexico to Canada Run, I see it more of um, a time to since the vehicle forces you to stop at a certain range for a certain amount of time then it makes those trips just that more easy, easy to, easier to do 
But at the same time, you enjoy the trip for the sake of the road trip, not right. to get to the final destination. Right. So when I did my Canada, Mexico to Canada, I took the wife and kid. They followed me on, a, on my on my uh, on my plug-in hybrid with the trailer, just in case the bike couldn't make it. And it was it was a hell of a trip. We were visiting townships. We were going to museums. Well, you look, because, you look forward to it. Exactly. It's it's no longer. And she's still to this day. My daughter did that trip when she was seven. She's eleven now, and she still talks about it. Like, oh my god, Dad, I remember when we we saw the Colorado River and everybody's jet and we had no way of getting there. You asked, and they told us to go in there, and we went in there and jumped in the water because we had no rush. We just enjoyed the road trip. So building those memories. So, you know, that's where I think, EV, it's a matter of of, of, uh, mass adoption, which, as you're seeing now, everybody and their mother is making an EV now. Everybody wants to come up with the next logical thing. I mean, we're starting to see planes now being tested. There's jet skis. There's personal watercrafts. I mean, I have drones, dude. I have these things, these gauntlets that I bought out of China that are gloves and they have a little electric motor here on each side. When I go diving now, I feel like a Aquaman in the water, dude. Holy shit! And they take me in and out of the water. It's crazy. Really? Yeah, they're battery powered, so they're gauntlet with battery powered motors. And how, how do you control? They have a little controller. The, yeah, they have controller, so I can. And then I, the way I twist my arms is how it takes me. That's amazing. <laughs> so I mean, where can you do that on a combustion engine? Yeah, not really. So, so that's what I think is is is, is happening in this in this world. And obviously, well, talking about what's happening in this world. Uh, and, and everybody going green and all that fun stuff. Where are we and what do they do here? So we're in, let me, let me bring up the website. So LA Clean Lacy. Oops, wrong one second. Let me spell it. L-A-C-I. So we're in the world famous Los Angeles Clean Tech Incubator. So here's the Los Angeles Clean Tech Incubator. So what is Lacey. Lacey basically is a private slash public uh, venture where they are developing the next generation of clean, clean air and green tech technologies for this uh, for this planet. Basically, their their goal is to create sustainable business models based on green tech with sustainable technologies, renewable to make smarter, cleaner, safer cities, uh, more uh, availability for the masses. So. Um, we're lucky enough that we live in the city where this is out of LA and um, found out about it out of pure coincidence. I came here, as you saw, there was a whole parking lot with solar cells, solar panels and, and charging station. I came in charge and I asked questions and they said, this is what we do here. I go, God, this is perfect for my little venture that I have. And I started courting them and I got some advanced energy training here for free. It was crazy. Uh, they even paid me to come to school here. And uh, after that, explain that. So they have these, um, you heard of the IRA, right? The, right? All that money that the government's throwing out to develop new renewable sources, uh, stimulate semiconductor, build uh, clean tech technologies, battery. Because we, you know, we saw that that was that move back in the 80s and 90s to kind of globalize economies where everybody kind of buys off each other. And now that China's kind of retracting their their sales power to the rest of the world and Russia's doing what they're doing and the rest of everybody's kind of holding back and still developing their technologies in the case that we have to kind of silo ourselves again at least we can provide for our own for our own needs um so the government here started kind of working on 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 helping private companies that have new innovative technologies through a partnership that they have with LADWP on getting these technologies to the next level. And by doing that, you mean supporting, supporting. So it's an incubator. So if funding. you know, yeah, exactly. From 
the process is fairly simple. Just have to qualify. You have to have an innovative enough product or service that they deem qualifiable for the application because there's hundreds of people every single time they open up a cohort. And once you pass those checks and balances, they'll interview. And if they interview, then they give you the legal agreements. And obviously, they take an ownership part in your company, but they give you resources that you would never, as a small startup guy, would never get. Yeah, they have a, they have multiple labs. You saw you saw the labs. 3D was, printers. A, everything we need for prototypes. So, so basically, once you get in here and you're one of their cohorts or one of their, their startup companies, you get the ability to act like a big boy on a small boy's budget. <laughs> Beautiful. So I can, you know, that's, a, that's say, amazing. I need to prototype something like this. We have the electronics labs. We have the necessary resources here. And if I don't have the qualified people, they'll make them available to me. Engineers, design engineers, CAD engineers, anything that is available to me to help me get through that hurdle so I can make my technology successful. That, that, yeah. That's amazing they do that. Now, you got in here so we because got in they here. offered that, but you also represent a new company. So, yeah. So, me being the EV guy that I am, I met, um, uh, I have a couple of partners. So, we're all like-minded. We're all riders. At the end, we all ride motorcycles. And one of my partners, he, his name is Tim Hunsinger, and uh, he's an ex-Rivian guy, ex-NASA guy, ex-Kitty uh, Hawk guy. He's been in the automotive design. He's a, he's a big-time EV uh, automotive designer. He loves his Ducati, but he loves EV too. And he decided he wanted to create a vehicle that opened up the ability to ride for those people who are kind of scared of riding, yeah. who didn't have the, the prowess or just didn't have the guts to jump on it. So he designed and patented a suspension system that gave, gave vehicles self-stabilization. So you would not fall over on your side as you're turning. Right. So he started with that. He started off with a small, you know, prototype. He scaled that up to skateboards, and then now we have a full-blown vehicle that is available in the market. And now we're marketing that vehicle as a commercially available solution based on that proof of concept that he has. And then obviously, there's in the drawing boards now plans to go even bigger. He wants to design a whole car using this technology, which is pretty sick. If you look at it, it the way it handles, the way the vehicle behaves now, it's Unlike anything else that you've seen. I mean, we've taken novices, given them the key to the vehicle. We've given them some pointers on where the switches are, how the brakes work. They go out and at the beginning you see them, but then once they get used to it, they're like smiling and they're curving and they're doing Does all kinds of stuff. Clutch? No, no gears? clutch. There's no gear. It's just a single electric motor that takes you out. Oh, that's a child can ride it. Yeah. It's basically, it's, it's a tricycle that does 45 miles per hour. Wow. But it's so easy to ride that even a novice can do it. And then... People who really know how to ride, you give them the good pointers. Just yesterday, we were visiting uh, Temecula Motorsports, just down here in Temecula, California. And one of their seasoned sales guys, who was a big-time race rider, he goes, can I lead this? Can I lead this to 45 degrees? And he says, uh, yes. And he's out there going like this, knuckle <laughs> on a three, three-wheel moped. That's amazing. Okay, give me a second. So I think we're done. Thirty. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, real quick. Uh, thank you for doing this. Uh, one more time. Uh, what's the name of your brand and the company? So the new product that we have is this one here, and you'll see it here. It's called Xoto, Xoto Inc. And it's a three-wheel self-stabilizing moped. And you're selling those and, and taking orders. Yeah. So if you go to xotoinc.com, uh, you'll be able to see the product. You order it online. Uh, reserve it with practically 100 bucks or you can have it shipped within three weeks we're shipping uh, and they're here in the u.s right there we're out of north hollywood california burbank we're next to the airport so it's a u.s-based company u.s-based technology u.s-based and assembled in the usa that's amazing thank you diego all right bro. until next time brother. All right, man.
Now we have to cut it short. Now, oh, Jesus. It is what it is. No, no, it is. It's perfect. Okay. Oh, we talked about everything you wanted to talk about, so we're good. 23 minutes. 